0: I
1: got a stone cold! The Hellraiser is cold! Here we go! Evolution of the Shield! John Cena versus the her! Hulk Hogan and The Rock in the same ring! You will never take my place at the head of the table! Undertaker! And oh, the Hellsgate submission! Oh my God! What? My God, Michaels! Just kick Cena's head off! Be the will be
3: the Do you the is over. hey what's going on guys and welcome back to rivalries on the wwe podcast on this friday december 10th as i'm wishing all of you guys out there a happy holidays whether it be merry christmas to you or happy hanukkah or whatever you're celebrating at this time of year, I hope you're all doing well, as hopefully we all get to experience more of a normal type of Christmas as opposed to last year. I know I'm looking forward to it. And one of the rare uh, months in the WWE world where we will not have a pay-per-view. I know I touched on that last week, but I actually think it is a good breath of fresh air, as I'm sure I've mentioned in past weeks. I think the TLC, the TLC pay-per-view had unofficially become the most the least anticipated pay-per-view of the year, year in recent weeks or recent years rather and I mean I believe it took over for Armageddon which had traditionally been the um the December pay-per-view in the attitude and ruthless aggression era so it's nice to do- see WWE you know kind of a pull po- call an audible a bit and go with the new day one pay-per-view, which seems kind of like a reinvigorated version of new year's resolution. Fun fact, that is the pay-per-view where edge cashed in the first ever money in the bank uh, contract, but we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about rivalries. And I think this is a pretty cool rivalry that we are going to cover today. And we are going back to 2006 for Mickey James versus Trish Stratus. And, you know, thinking back on this rivalry, and I got the idea for this rivalry through the Ruthless Aggression series where they covered the first women's revolution that happened in the Ruthless Aggression era. And while I think you could use that term extremely, extremely loosely in regards to the women in the Ruthless Aggression era... They did for the first time ever seem to have rivalries and matches and storylines that went way beyond just shallow looks-based type of programs in my opinion. And the Mickey James versus Trish Stratus rivalry for me was the most in-depth rivalry they had gone in the women's division at that point in WWE. And honestly, even nowadays, you can make the case that in terms of how in depth and intricate they went with that rivalry and storyline, you can make the case it still stands as a top five, if not top 10 rivalry in the history of the women's division. Now, all the other things that came around with it that we'll certainly get to that certainly would not fly in the current WWE or social landscape across the world in terms of sexuality and all that that's besides the point but wwe investing this much time and effort to really put over a newcomer and nobody in mickey james and just really put this women's match and storyline on i would say anything other than the back burner for the first time in a long time and you you know going back to this point 2006. We didn't know it then but Trish Stratus's career was winding down faster than we knew and she would ultimately retire in the fall of 2006. But Trish Stratus had been on quite a run in WWE to this point and was kind of like the unofficial face of women's wrestling. And you know, you could throw Lita into that mix as well. But Trish was just on a different level because unlike Lita, Trish had always been like blazing her own trail for the most part. Obviously, she had the whole angle with Vince McMahon in late 2000, early 2001. Before that, she was kind of the valet for Albert and Test as their tag team, TNA. I guess you guys could figure that one out pretty seriously or pretty easily, rather. But by the time the Ruthless Aggression era kicked in, in late 2002 early 2003 Trish was kind of like her own woman and from 2002 to 2006 Trish Stratus was involved in the Women's Championship match at WrestleMania four out of five times. The only match that she wasn't involved in was Victoria versus Molly Holly in the hair versus hair match. And even at that WrestleMania, Trish played a pretty big role in it because she turned heel on Chris Jericho, aligning herself with Christian and helping the latter get the victory over Chris Jericho. So Trish was really almost like an untouchable. And you it was always kind of like that argument of Trish versus Lita, kind of like Rock versus Austin in this era of WWE. But Trish was just something on a completely different level. She was Women's Champion a lot more. And like I said, aside from the Vince McMahon alignment and the manager to um Test and Albert earlier on in her career and I think even Valvenus at one point, she really jumped out on her own as opposed to Lita, who she was part of Team Extreme, kinda was in the background with the Hardy Boys, And then even when she turned babyface and kind of became more of a singles competitor, she had the whole program with Kane, then eventually turns heel and aligns herself with Edge. It always just seemed like Lita was attached to somebody more times than not, as opposed to Trish was on her own more times than not, and in women's championship matches at WrestleMania and all that. And now that I'm thinking about it, uh, maybe I'm missing something, but I don't know if Lita was ever involved in a women's championship match at a WrestleMania. I would have to go back and look on that, At that, uh, maybe at WrestleMania 18. That may have been it, but I would have to double check. So by the time of late 2005, you kind of have Trish, again, rightfully on her throne. At this point, Lita is the kind of, um, uh, she's aligned with Edge as he is on his meteorotic rise, getting that massive push, as I just mentioned, with the Money in the Bank briefcase and trish was kind of running out of competitors she had had a long street rivalry with alita as i just mentioned she also had a very under the radar program with victoria on a side note she's one of my favorite women's competitors of all time i thought victoria was a very underrated heel and also had a decent run as a babyface heading into WrestleMania 20. but it was clear that trish was losing legitimate competitors to go up against You know, the prior WrestleMania, she goes up against Christy Hemi for the Women's Championship, who was the first ever Diva Search winner uh, in WWE. She won that in 2004, and she was kind of managed by an injured Lita to try and make up for that lack of star power. But Christy Hemi never really amounted to anything much in WWE, and the match was kind of indicative of that. Trish versus Christy Hemi at WrestleMania 21 really did feel like a throwaway match. (laughs) And then by 2005 you have Ashley who was a newcomer who came in through the diva search as well the The second year that they explored this avenue. And I believe Ashley did win the diva search and she had kind of been getting aligned with Tristratus, getting the rub from Tristratus. But in late December of 2005 uh, we were late 2005 in general. Uh, we got an unexpected debut from a woman that nobody had ever seen before.
1: these women, as I mentioned, know each other so well! And Victoria, running right the lower back of Trish! Victoria tried to explore Trish's back condition! Hey, 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 hey! But We got company! There's Ashley! Look at Ashley! The 2005 Divas Search winner, Ashley! She got a choke on that girl. Whoa! It's Ashley! It seems to get in a little bit overhead sometimes. <laughs> Man, that was a punt. That was a punt. Ashley is down. A- hey. What the hell's that? What was that? Was that out of the crowd? <laughs> Can we get some security, please? Where is this woman beating up Victoria? McMahon earlier tonight. Oh, man. And whoever this lady is, using that woman's title belt to take Victoria off the apron, and now with a smile on her face, handing it back to Trish, whoever she is, I like what she's not wearing. Trish is as confused as to who this lady is as we are. I have absolutely no idea, but-
3: so, an unknown Mickey James comes out to make the save after a failed attempt by Ashley to help out Trish Stratus. And this is kind of what made it an interesting angle because you had Ashley, who was in fact the 2005 Diva Search winner, seemingly put in a place to get the rub from Trish Stratus to, you know, move her onto a track that would get her to the main event eventually.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy! <laughs>
3: Because I'm sure that on some level, WWE knew that Trish did not have that much time left. Effectively, from this point on in October of 2005, she would only be in WWE for just over one more calendar year. And Lita was not far behind her. So I'm sure that on some level, McMahon and the rest of Creative knew that their two biggest stars in the women's division were winding down their respective careers. So at this point, you're trying to find successors to them, to be the faces of this division. And it seemed like Ashley was going to be that person. But you get this debut of Mickey James, and she gets thrusted into this triangle, and they quickly start a kind of single white female type of storyline and I was only 11 years old at this time but I was familiar with that movie and I remember saying like oh my god they're literally doing an angle that is pretty darn similar to a single white female and it turned out that Mickey James was a super fan and that she was in, not in love with Trish Stratus or well, will actually get to that but she was just an uber super fan of Trish Stratus At this point, you kind of had this depth and this intricate storyline that we were not accustomed to in WWE's women division. Because it always seemed like they were just kind of in the background. You had the stars like Trish, like Lita, kind of Victoria as well. But in terms of intricate and complicated storylines, we never really saw that as far as the women division went. But then we get, you know, a costume competition with Tr- where Mickey James comes out dressed like Trish Stratus in her gear, wearing a blonde wig with a paper made women's championship. Trish comes out and over time you start to be started to see cracks in the Trish and Mickey James relationship. And to do it justice was kind of when it boiled over around the holidays uh, Monday Night Raw on Boxing Day when mickey james and trish stratus bumped to get bumped into each other in the women's locker room
1: Trish! Ah. merry christmas merry Merry christmas Christmas. wow do you like it yes i figured you know we didn't get to spend christmas together because you know we had to go home and spend it with our family so right I figured, why not spread a little holiday cheer? Hey, I mean, and you did, everywhere. It's nice. Thanks! Do you like it? you yeah. like it? I mean, I know that your Christmas present to me is when I get to wrestle you for the Women's Championship at New Year's Revolution. I mean, just think about it. It's you versus me. The greatest Women's Champion right. of all time. Yeah, you versus me. Yeah. In the ring for my Women's Championship. Yeah, you know, totally.
0: Right. Isn't that exciting? You realize what the Championship title means to me, right? Of course, Trish! I mean, seriously, I mean... And I'll do everything... Yeah! Oh, I, I, I know, but Trish... Look
1: up. Do you know what that is? It's the mistletoe. You know what that means, right? <laughs> Mickey. What? Tris, what? I'm sorry. I didn't mean oh it. My oh my god. god. Please, please, please don't. Know. You know what? Don't I, I'm so stupid.
3: I gotta go. I, I gotta didn't miss, mean it, Tris. I don't go. go. So you have Tris Stratus, um, pretty much, get freaked out like any normal person would in this circumstance after mickey james kisses her on the lips under a mistletoe and this is when you kind of started to realize that this rivalry was one that we were had never really seen before and at this point you're two and a half months into this mickey james experiment and it was catching on because again it was something so incredibly different from what any of us had seen as far as women's wrestling had gone through. And obviously, there is kind of the unfortunate sexualized aspect of this, like, I'm not going to deny it, that kind of puts a damper on this program as a whole. But I mean, it was a product of its time, that sexuality uh, or sexualization of women was unfortunately a very big part of WWE and pro wrestling back then. But... You know, Mickey James, although she had that incorporated in this angle and definitely WWE, almost to a fault, had this going on in this storyline, it was still a very good rivalry and an absolute brilliant type of example of good storytelling that we were not accustomed to with women's wrestling. Like, I don't think we had ever seen long-term booking in this kind of fashion In WWE at any point, like, of course, you had the Lita, Trish on and off, you know, friends, not friends, tagging opponents for, I would say, the better part of five years to this point. But even that was just kind of like, not that it was manufactured, but it was just like, these are the two uh, women who are the most over with the fans and their default, you know, opponents, as opposed to this is that you took a nobody plucked her out of nowhere Mickey James and dropped her into a program and a storyline with arguably the most popular and uh, superior women's wrestler in the history of the industry and it starts working and obviously they have a match at New Year's Revolution. Trish Stratus successfully defends the women's championship and you would think that maybe this was the payoff. Like, hey, they got a good run. Mickey James got the rub from Tristratus. You know, she loses in a hard fought effort against her at New Year's Revolution. And then you can go on, you know, on a different path. Because that was kind of what the women's division was at that time. It was on to the next thing, on to the next thing. What can you do? Sexualize this, this, that, and the other thing. But the thing is, is that they kept going. And to be honest, for good reason. Because they had finally found a storyline and a program on the women's side that fans had continued, it had continual interest in, and even Trish Stratus. Like at this point, the character was starting to get stale a bit. People knew what you're getting with Trish Stratus. They had tried her as a heel. She was back to babyface, back to heel, back to babyface. They had done it all. You know, she had had a run. They had. She had had a drawn out rivalry with uh, Victoria. Alita was off kind of uh, uh, stapled the edge at this point. And Ashley, you know, unfortunately, she was a very vanilla character. And as we all know, she did not amount to much in WWE. But Ashley was a big part of this angle, which made it work even better. And eventually how this kind of started to boil over was when Ashley really started to voice her, her displeasure for Mickey James and calling her a psycho and she's crazy and she's this and she's that. And it ultimately leads to a match between Mickey James and Ashley at the Royal Rumble with Trish Stratus as the special guest referee. And then even beyond that, we start to get the crazier and crazier side of Mickey James start to creep out here. And it really kind of came to an absolute head when Mickey James had a present for Trish Stratus.
1: Trish, you don't want to come out? I mean, how about I give you a little sneak peek of what's inside? How's that? Uh Come on, open the box! I see Mickey's box here. What is that? What's this? What the hell is that? What do we got here? Something moving. (laughs) All right, well here comes the women's champion, Trish Stratus. Trish, you know they say curiosity killed the cat. do Stay right there. I'll pass your face in, Trish. I swear to God I will. Get down! Get down! Wow, got Ashley tied up. What's the matter? Oh God, you look so angry. What are you so mad for? Ashley's got got a broken leg. She is a psycho. This that is as far as she that, that, that is putting it mildly. Nikki has never gone this far.
3: So, <laughs> you know, Mickey James, yeah, she was so damn good. Honestly, she was a very, very good heel at this time. And a woman's heel that I don't think we had ever seen to that point. And the fact that she had bursted onto the scene in October of 2005, and she was booked in the Women's Championship match at WrestleMania, just a short, what, four or five months later, Tells you all you need to know about how good she was in this role And she got this ball and she ran with it And she took it right to the end zone
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry In that case,
3: I pronounce you lucky (laughs)
0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
3: And really kind of won over the fans. Although she was the heel, a lot of fans got behind her. And to this day, Mickie James is probably in my top three for women's wrestlers of all time just because of how big of an impact she made right off the bat in her WWE career. And, you know, for her to have Ashley tied up and then take out Trish Stratus while Ashley's tied up in a chair, and then she's bleeding from the nose after the early onslaught by Trish, and then she kisses her and the blood goes onto Trish's face and all that. It The visual was, you know, it made your, sc- your skin crawl because it felt so almost not realistic but it felt like a really kind of relatable storyline obviously i'm not a woman i can't directly relate to it but it feels like something bleeped up that you would figure would happen on some level in real life and obviously it was drawn and based heavily off of the, the the film single white female which was almost identical and ran parallel with this but it just made a ton of sense here to push Mickey James as they were, and like I said, like this was a women's division that had become incredibly stale. And even with, um, uh, and even with Trish Stratus as over as she was and as popular as she was, and she had had good storylines and good rivalries to date, it was a big boost and almost like a like rejuvenated version of her and a new wrinkle to her character and the angles that she had been involved in to have someone like mickey james and there was one moment and one segment on monday night raw ahead of their match at wrestlemania 26 or wrestlemania 22 it was in 2006 that really kind of put mickey james on a whole different level And she cut this promo backstage almost sitting in a collage to Trish Stratus with Candle's really messed up scene. And what she said really kind of set this tone for their contest on the grandest stage of them all. Trish,
1: I have admired you for so long. But now, this Sunday at WrestleMania, my obsession is not just going to be to beat you and to become the new women's champion. No, my new obsession (laughs) is your
3: Well, I mean, uh, you, there's just not enough you could say about Mickey James, in my opinion. And it's not just my opinion, because by the time it got to WrestleMania 22, the fans were behind her. And that was a crowd in, I believe it was Chicago, that really kind of set the tone for a new era in wrestling. And as as my memory serves me, as long as it serves me correctly, of course, is that this was the dawn of the era where fans really started speaking out against, you know, the corporate choices and the presented baby faces. And, you know, you had John Cena get booed out of the building in favor of Triple H on this pay-per-view. And this particular match, you had Mickie James getting overwhelmingly cheered in favor of Trish Stratus, which had become kind of like the staple and top babyface of the women's division, and had been there for the majority of, that, of the five years leading up to this match. And... You know, it was funny because you could tell that WWE was not used to this. And I think this was kind of like the dawn of the internet era. And, you know, in 06, that's when the internet really started becoming a big thing. I believe Facebook had just gotten off the ground and you had, you know, other social media, early on social media platforms that really started making headway in the late 2000s and i think that was a big kind of catalyst for fans you know cheering for the heel or rejecting the corporate babyfaces and we saw that in 06 and one of the big re- one of the big um examples of that was mickey james versus trish and i remember in the match you had jr kind of like acknowledging like oh well you know the like what was the um the term he used he said a lot of the fans here must have gotten hallway passes from the asylum <laughs> kind of say just like all these crazy people are cheering for this psychotic mickey james and this match was a really good match and again it felt like the most important women's match arguably in the history of wrestlemania in my opinion i'm sure someone else will come at me with someone thing better but until 2006 I don't know if there had been a better match built to a WrestleMania in the, in the women's division. Because let's just take a quick history of, and we'll, I'll just list the women's matches that I witnessed in my lifetime. 21, you had Trish versus Christy Hemi which was really a bad flop and Christy hemi really never got over with the crowd then at 20 you had victoria versus molly holly which was a hair versus championship match and i think they added that stipulation to get some people even interested in the contest at wrestlemania 19 you had jazz versus trish versus victoria you know a triple threat match didn't feel all that more important was just kind of piggybacking off of the Trish and Victoria rivalry and then threw a beast like Jazz in there, like a very big hard hitter in the women's division. At WrestleMania 18, there was another triple threat match. I forget exactly who was involved, but Trish was involved in that contest. I remember because she came out in the Canadian gear because it was in Toronto. So this and even WrestleMania 17, you had China versus Ivory of the right to censor, which really did not have a whole lot of interest. So this to me... At this point in time was the best it was the best booked and best built rivalry heading into a women's match at a WrestleMania and it was great and you know obviously we have the infamous moment of. Mickey James putting her hand on it's really tough to cover this in a PG way but she put her hand on an area of Trisha's body that she wasn't supposed to and proceeded to lick her hand with it and you on any WWE platform they have removed that for that clip when covering the match and apparently Mickey James got in a lot of crap backstage for doing it understandably so but still in real time it added a whole lot to the visual and to the match And with the crowd completely behind her, I may add. And although the finish was a bit underwhelming, the fans ultimately got what they wanted. (laughs)
1: 50 <laughs> Yeah, Chris Grades will it be enough. Three, 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 three. Be the nutjob has won the pile. And the new
3: WWE wins champion. Mickey. J. The inmates gonna be running the asylum. Just a great call by JR. The nut job has won the title. And you know what it was so funny to see or hear rather Jim Ross trying to you know justify why the fans wouldn't be cheering for Trish like oh there's nothing not to like about her I like her there must be something in the wine here in Chicago but I think it was just something different Mickey James was something different to an otherwise predominantly vanilla women's division in WWE. And that's not the women's fault. At this time, it was creative's fault. And they did not give the women the proper platform and stage to truly show how talented they are like we see today. And you know more often than not women's matches feel the most important in modern day WWE. So it has nothing to do with the women at this time and you know competitors like Victoria predominantly Molly Holly. Like these women would have been remembered so much more fondly had they been given the same opportunity as women like Bailey and Sasha Banks and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte and Bianca Belair and all and Becky Lynch of course but unfortunately more times than not it was always just very shallow storytelling and creative from the people running wwe at the time but this was a program that i think really was a sight for sore eyes because you had a very in-depth rivalry you had something that was beyond like looks and the sexualization and this and then that's not to say that wasn't included in this this rivalry but it was kind of something in the background just to enhance it there was so much more depth into it and the other thing is they created a star with mickey james unfortunately i think she peaked in the wrong time in wwe because although the the women's division went up for a bit in the later part of the Ruthless Aggression era. It absolutely plummeted in the PG era when the Divas era with the Divas Championship, the Butterfly title. I think, you know, unfortunately for Mickey James, she kind of peaked in that time. And, you know, when she came back, I think they could have done more with her when she was Alexa Bliss's uh, sidekick and all that. But I think one of the biggest positives to take away from this is that they created a legacy star with Mickie James and one of the coolest moments at the first ever Women's Royal Rumble when Trish came back and she squared off with Mickie James in the Royal Rumble match or then even at the first women's pay-per-view, Evolution, you had Trish tagging with Lita against Mickie James and I believe it was Alicia Fox. So, I mean... There was a lot to like about this program. In a lot, and in a lot of ways, I think it resulted in the most important women's match at a WrestleMania all the way until you could probably say WrestleMania 32 when they finally scrapped the Divas Championship and turned it back into the women's title when you had the triple threat match between Becky, uh, Sasha, and Charlotte. So in my opinion, up until 2016, a full decade later, this stood as the most important and best-built women's championship match in the history of WrestleMania. Obviously, since 2016, with the revolution, with Charlotte and Bianca and Becky doing what they're doing, Sasha as well. This has just really been kind of left in the dust, and rightfully so. But it still does not change the fact that this rivalry and match and build and everything about it stood the test of time as one of the best women's programs in the history of the business, at least until the mid two thousand fifty, the mid twenty tens, let's say. But anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed Mickey James versus Trish Stratus. As always, you can get me on Twitter at a DeMarco25. You can get Matt on Twitter at Real WWE Podcast, or, sorry, at at Wrestling Underscore Audio, and you can email him at Podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, guys, I'll talk to you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. and for all of these shows ad free head over to patreon.com slash wwe podcast until then we'll see you next time